and good day. Welcome to our podcast. We are from Super Good Camping. I'm Pamela. And I'm Tim. And we wanted to talk today about a couple of things. Uh, sleeping bags and air mattresses is our first topic for camping. Obviously, you're going to need something to sleep in. And so I thought I'd ask him about what he thought about certain kinds of sleeping bags. Any particular thoughts of the best sleeping bags people should be looking for, Tim? It depends on what you want to do with them. Most sleeping bags that you're going to find, whether it's at a Canadian Tire or a not high-end camping place, there'll be three-season camping bags. They'll go from, let's say, 10 degrees Celsius up to 25 or 30 degrees Celsius. So they won't be terribly thick. For summer camping, you might want something a bit more lightweight. And we personally, because we're a couple, we will zip our sleeping bags together. So we like sleeping bags that will zip together. Kids, on the other hand, would like ones that are separate. Uh, one of ours particularly is preferential to a mummy bag that we actually found when we were camping one year. And he loves that. He takes it with him to scout camps and he takes it with it all kinds of weather. He'll sleep in that mummy bag. We washed it before we let him sleep. <laughs> it was heavily <laughs> sanitized to make sure. It was not safe. knowing who was in it beforehand. But that's a good, a good segue into mummy bags. So for shoulder seasons uh, if you're going out uh, earlier you know say may even early june sometimes you know you'll get temperatures that get down closer to zero degrees celsius ditto we do a fall camp the boys and i bug out in the canoe and it gets pretty cool and damp so we tend to use mummy bags for those we have we have a lot of sleeping bags as well <laughs> in mummy bag because of the shape of it, it it holds your heat in better they're also usually rated for much uh, lower temperatures and they tend to be a little bit longer so it comes up higher you can actually you know wrap it right up over your head with an opening for your face so that's kind of like wearing a top to bottom hoodie would be a good way to put it one people who have toured our basement are astounded <laughs> at the number of bins that contain camping gear <laughs> yeah and also we want to talk a little bit about air mattresses so it's a bit of a luxury item as far as we're concerned to have when we go summer camping particularly because it's cushiony it feels like you're sleeping on, on a real mattress almost it lifts you off the ground any things we should be looking for as far as air mattresses Tim there's a number of different types of air mattresses they're all pretty good I don't know there's a, a lot of differences between them in the sense of obviously the more you spend in all likelihood the more quality you're gonna get you want to make sure that if it doesn't come with a patch kit you have a patch kit with you because you absolutely will puncture it at some point and be sleeping on the ground some of them come with built-in pumps you just plug it in whether it's you plug it into your uh, cigarette lighter in your car it's a you know a 110 like a an outlet type pump we have battery operated pump that it's a rechargeable it also has a cord that you can plug it into the cigarette lighter in the car by the time you've pumped up three air mattresses you're you're doing a good job of draining it uh, or if you have one that has a slow leak and you have to pump it up every day just a point of consideration for your fellow campers it's best if you're using your air mattress pump earlier in the day. Try not to be blowing up your air mattresses at 11 o'clock at night when you decide to go to bed while other people are trying to sleep. Yes, it'll make them very unhappy. You can get manual pumps too. Ages ago, I used to have a, like a bellows pump that I would sit in my chair and pump it with my foot. It takes about three days to pump up the air mattress, but it does do it and it doesn't doesn't tick off your neighbors. And you get a good leg workout. That too. <laughs> One calf that's about four feet around. <laughs> Well, and durability, of course, with their mattresses. To mention that you probably get what you pay for somewhat with them. We have one air mattress that we've had for as long as we've camped together. 
that Tim has so religiously kept patching and patching. And last year, I think with the kids and I finally said, okay, that's enough is enough. We've, <laughs> we've patched that thing enough. It's time for it to go and we're getting a new one. I would add in just to, as part of that package of sleeping bags and air mattresses, pillows are worth considering as well. You know, as you replace pillows in your house, then they, they go into the camping pile with an old beater cover for it. It takes up a lot of space in your car. Uh, you can't really compress them down nearly as much as you'd like. They also take up a lot of space inside your tent. So we have actually moved on to much smaller. They're, they're more towards a backcountry style pillow, but they're compressible. They do the job. They keep your head rather than being on top of the air mattress. They, they're, they're like a pillow at home. Uh, but you can compress it down to like you could literally stuff it in your pocket. Just saying. Yeah, that's awesome. And this week we thought we'd talk about Inver Huron Provincial Park. That was our next adventure as a family. We went there in 2014. One of the things we loved about it, one of the things we discovered about it the first day that we were there was not the regular beach, but there was a place where you could go in the water that was flat slate rocks and they were quite slippery while wet, but you could wade out a fair ways on those rocks. It was fairly shallow quite a ways out and then there was a bit of a sandbar and then dropped off fairly precipitously at that point. We all had a ball too, just wading in around the sand, but then also going out as far as we could without anybody drowning. Kids in in life jackets and any kind of conditions like that. We had our dog with us too, so he would enjoy kind of puttering around at the shallow part. He's not really a swimmer, but we could also see Bruce Peninsula. You could see the Bruce Power Station from there. And a lot of big open area. It was our first trip to Lake Huron and it's a big body of water, man. It's also very cool for the sunsets because you're you're west facing or you're on the east. I think we were more southeast, but we're on the east bank of Lake Huron. The nice thing about that particular beach was that there was nobody else around. There's a path that cuts through on your way over to the regular beach, which is a decent ways away still. We just went, okay, well, let's go check this out. And it was great. We didn't have, there was nobody else around. We had the, the whole area to ourselves. It was awesome. This was also one of the years that my family joined us camping, which was always enjoyable. I have two brothers and a sister and then their kids. So they all would come with us and we'd have a big family dinner. Tim's a good cook and so they'd come join us in our campsite for ribs and lobster tails in the uh, fire oh and stuff that's like that. that's a secret we'll pass on in a subsequent episode is how to do lobster tails in a fire it's such a luxury we thoroughly enjoyed having the family together we sit around at a campfire and yak and trade stories and some of our favorite memories from camping you'll see involves family whether it's our kids or whether it's my extended family that's part of what, what camping is about is getting together with people that we love and sharing our, our love of nature at the same time yeah it's great i absolutely love having a big posse of people and we trade off doing as Pamela mentioned one of her brothers is also quite a good cook and he did a Mexican night one of the nights I wouldn't wouldn't even occur to me it's just not in my repertoire but it was awesome it's very very cool yeah sort of some of the other things about uh, Inver Huron it was for me it was the very first time I camped on crushed stone that was what the base of our campsite was proved to be a little bit of a challenge for pegging things down, etc. But we did manage to get it going. I know we talked previously in tents about uh, having a footprint and sort of like a tarp 
underneath your tent, this, this would have been a good place. If we had had one, I would absolutely have used it just because rocks are very unforgiving. And I don't believe we got a leak in it, but it could very easily have poked a hole through the bottom of the tent. We also, <laughs> in hindsight, foolishly, but I wanted to try it. My parents bought us a 30 by 50 foot tarp so that I could tarp the entire site. That was a bit of a challenge to put up and keep it from turning into the world's biggest parachute and blow away, et cetera, et cetera. But we did eventually get it rigged. Lots of bad words were used, I'm sure, but it turned out to be very cool. We managed to tie it off well enough. We did have some rain at one point and we had this massive area that you didn't even know it was rain. It was great. It was awesome. We so appreciated the tarp, for sure. And we had spectators come around and admire our tarp. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen sense. anything like it before or after. And I just thought, well, gee, why wouldn't somebody try that? So jump forward. I want to say it was the next year we tried it again. Didn't go nearly as well. We ended up having to take it down. Just I, There was too much wind, and it just kept trying to fly away and tear everything out with it. So Yeah. Yeah. The grommets certainly were worse for the wear. Yeah. That's all I had to say. What about you, Tim? Yeah, I remember lots of family. That was very cool. We weren't too far from each other, so we could walk back and forth, although we did do a decent amount of biking. Lots of good trails. I don't know that there were specifically biking trails, but we did do quite a bit of biking through the woods and, and along the shoreline and stuff like that. I like that. I think it was particular to the year. There was a lot of construction. They were doing another campground, so you could hear lots of bulldozing and, and front-end loaders and stuff like that, although it wasn't, you know, wasn't the worst thing in the world. Uh, and I understand, having read about them since, that it's, uh, it's quite a nice campground that they put in. Yeah, it's definitely worth the drive. Well, just to recap, sleeping bags. So you're looking for whatever kind of weather you're aiming to camp in. You need the appropriate sleeping bag for that. Uh, if you're going to be doing cold weather camping or backcountry camping, you might have different requirements for your sleeping bag in terms of weight and warmth. Brand-wise, Coleman, again, makes a lot of camping gear, so there's something to look for. And Mac or Mountain Equipment Co-op, that's where our mummy bag came from. Yes, the one that our youngest uses for all the scout camps and stuff. We have two more. I just picked up this past spring. For the record, I bought them online from Atmosphere. They were on an incredible sale, I think. I think tax is in. I paid a hundred and five dollars a piece, which was about sixty or sixty-five dollars less than they they normally were. And they we've only used them once, but they're awesome. If you're looking for more information about backcountry camping, we're hoping to get into that in a later episode. Yes, we're kind of working our way up from the more beginner and basic things, even that we did, into the more uh, technical kind of things like backcountry camping. So that's something to look forward to. And that's it for us for this Sunday. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And if you'd like to reach out to us, we would love to hear from you. Our email address is hi at supergoodcamping.com. That's H-I at supergoodcamping.com. Have a wonderful day. Thanks. Bye. See ya.